This is the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon, and I'm here with Adam Kalick and John DeLucia. Adam is the founder and executive director of the Fishers Century Club, and John has been involved with the club uh, for, for a long time and, and has been involved with what activities they're involved with. So Adam, John, well, first of all, welcome, Adam. We haven't talked to you before. Hey, thanks so much, Larry, for uh, for having me. I'm looking forward to for talking uh, on your podcast. And uh, John is a veteran of this podcast. We just thought about that uh, as we started. How many, I can't remember, it's four or five, six times you've been on one of my podcasts, but it's always good to have you back. Yep. No, thank you, Larry. I'm, I'm happy to be here. And you just, part of the problem is, John, you're just involved in way too many things. Well, I, I, well and again, as, as only you know, it's probably a three to one ratio of podcast ideas to actual podcasts. I am honored that Adam (laughs) (laughs) snuck me in on this one. So thank you, Adam. And just so people know, John last talked to me as a candidate for the city council. It was a close election, but you did win and you'll be assuming your seat on the city council as we begin 2024. Yep. I'm really looking forward to it. And really a big topic of that talk was not-for-profit efforts in Fisher. So this Mm -hmm. is a perfect add on to that. Yeah, Fishers has done some support, uh, limited support of not-for-profits in the area. Uh, I I think it's right around about $100,000, $250,000. Depends on how much money is in the budget uh, after the other items are handled. So let's get into your club. So Adam, you're the founder, you're the executive director of the Fishers Century Club. I find this a very intriguing way to set up a system like this in terms of supporting charities. Tell me how you got the idea to start this and just how this whole thing works. Sure. I'd first like to uh, say to use the word uh, executive director lightly. That really means uh, head volunteer. Um, But uh, but anyway, yeah. So I got the idea. um, A friend of mine back years ago started the – or worked to start the Zionsville Century Club. Uh, Ryan Dean was his name, uh, former Colts uh, offensive lineman. And Ryan's an unbelievable guy, charitable guy. And we were talking about the Century Club, and I kept seeing him post about it. And I immediately thought, well, Zionsville's a little too far to be making a you know an easy trip over there. Um, but I think it's underserved in this area. I think we should do something similar. So I sat down with Ryan and kind of essentially got their playbook of how they do it. And something to note is that you know uh, we're not a 501c3. We don't have a bank account. We're just an organized group of guys that get together. Um, and so Ryan kind of gave me the playbook of how they do it and started it. I was going to start it, um, and then that was ended up being right in the middle of COVID. And so I thought, mm, meeting in person is going to be better than trying to do some virtual Zoom thing. So we uh, we decided to hold off on the launch until June of 2021. So, You know, John, one thing that intrigued me about the whole group that you are a part of now, the way Adam set this up, and he mentioned this, there's no bank account. (laughs) You're not a 501c3. You're just basically gathering money to give to charitable groups. So I was fascinated when I was looking at the website, and you're encouraged to come to the meetings with a check, but you don't make out who the check goes to until the group decides – who everybody will support. I'm going to talk more about how that's done, but interesting that there's no bank account because you just write the check out to the charity and then you all put it together and send it to the charity. A very different concept than most organizations. 
Well, especially for a banker, right? We like bank accounts. Uh, <laughs> but clearly, John was not on the setup on this. But I, what I like about that very much, Larry, is just the purity of it, right? I mean, there's no administration. There's no offices. You know, a lot of not-for-profits are measured by how much of the giving uh, goes to, you know, what they do. So the beauty of the, of the Century Club is it's, it's really just kind of a funnel, a pass-through a promotion vehicle and no overhead, no expenses, no real executive director, right, as Adam mentioned. But that's on your website. You call yourself executive director. Unpaid. Uh, Unpaid, yeah. I I might change that to uh, lead volunteer. Well, you don't necessarily get paid (laughs) as executive director. My dad loved a a charity called the the St. Vincent de Paul Society, Mm -hmm. which is a famous Catholic charity. And, And it's a big organization. With no paid staff, mm-hmm. nobody. I mean, they go to if they have a conference, everybody pays their own way. They have a convention, everybody pays their own way. Uh, nobody gets paid anything, and and that's the beauty of it. Why don't I ask you something else, Adam? The Century Club is a male organization. It's just for men. Why was it set up that way? Well, um, you know, I like I said, I, I, the Zionsville Club. I kind of uh, took the. An initiative from from them and, and started the Fishers, but I had heard that there's a Hamilton County uh, women's group that kind of meets and does something similar. So I thought, okay, the women's group, uh, you know, obviously let's get a men's group together. So um, no real reason, just kind of uh, kind of thought that maybe the the women already had a group that they kind of joined together. So why not do a men's group? And you know, I, I looked at how the meetings are done, John. You've obviously been to some. And, you know, it reminds me a little bit of a, of a slightly different version of Shark Tank. Oh, yes. Because you, you – you, explain how it works. I've read about it. I'd like you to sort of explain it. Yeah. I mean, so – I mean, and Adam has, has led it. But what's – another kind of the purity of it is, right, if you're a 501c3, you know, you're welcome, right? You, you come uh, and then the people that are there will vote. Uh, and some people – uh, you know, donate but aren't able to make the meeting, but they're just aligned with that. And that's kind of the beauty of it is you get to learn a lot about not-for-profits that you never probably would have. And then it's just a hands-up vote, you know, and, and the winner winner takes all. So as I understand it, you have three candidates. You pick them out of a hat, I think, and then the three – somebody actually uh, makes the case for each one of the three and then there's a vote. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anybody from the official organization that they're pitching. It could just be uh, – let's just say, Larry, you sit on a, uh, a board or you are familiar with or you like a charitable organization that's local and like what they do. You come to our meetings because you like what we're doing, and you say, hey, I know ABC Charity. I'm going to drop that in the bucket. And then usually we'll have a handful of of options in the bucket. I'll pull out three, and I'll say, hey, Larry, you mentioned on here ABC Charity. Why don't you come tell us about it? And you'll stand up there for three to five minutes just telling us what you know and what they do and how they serve the community. And then uh, then we do that for the, the second and third one that I draw out of the hat. And then I pass around these little pieces of paper. Everybody writes down if they vote on one, two, or three, and I tally them up. And whoever has the most votes, uh, uh, we all write our uh, write our checks to. So um, it's pretty cool to hear about many organizations, even though they may not win. Uh, they they still hear about it. And and one of the really cool success stories is a friend of mine ha- happens to attend the Zionsville one, and he told me he said. 
He said, the coolest thing I learned about was a charity that never won. But when it related to something in my life that I really uh, liked what they do. And so I have now become a donor. Just put that in my budget, uh, personal budget to donate to. And I learned about that charity through attending the event. So that's a pretty cool aspect, even though there may not be, uh, you know, every charity may not win. Uh, there could be some, you know, indirect uh you know, benefit. So, so John, even though you may not have a name for the charity that you're, everyone's asked to give one hundred dollars. It's a quarterly meeting, uh, so that's the the minimum you're expected to do to be a part of this. Correct? Yep, yep. And that's where the Century Club name comes in. You don't have to be a hundred. Um, like the 50 club that uh, I'm on the board for and trying to encourage people to go to. You don't have to be 50, but yeah, that's the Century Club, a hundred dollars and. It all goes to, to. I don't know, John. You're the fifty club. You're in the Century Club. I mean, what's next? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, there's not. I don't know if there's any more clubs that'll accept me. Uh, so yeah, we'll take that. Uh, but but good. Yeah. The the idea is, uh, you know, playing off the word Century uh, in the power of numbers. So if if I give a hundred dollars to a charity, they're going to appreciate that. But that doesn't ultimately affect their bottom line, right? Um, so they will appreciate the nice donation. But when uh, ideally, we'd like to grow to 100 guys giving $100 a quarter. So we're able to give $10,000 to that winner. Um, uh, and right now, we're averaging somewhere between 2500 and 3500 a meeting. Um, some folks attend. Some people are given online. If they can't attend, they're still uh, uh, given online, and I can talk about later on how to do that. But um, And so the idea is the, the, the power of numbers. And so, uh, yeah, uh, ultimately, we'd like to build up to 100 guys and 100 bucks a quarter. And, and it's not a big commitment for the guys either. You know, it's 400 bucks a year. Not that big of a deal. Um, anyway, so. No, I, I, one thing I found interesting is that going to your website, we'll talk about donations later, how you do that, but you have a little video on on, <laughs> on your website, and you have chosen to tell your story through animation. Why is that? Uh, I think uh, thinking outside the box, a lot of people don't have uh, a, a big attention span to – uh, to want to learn about a, a, a club or learn about anything, really. So how do you condense that down into a two-minute video to really say, hey, this is what we do and this is how it works uh, in a two-minute video? And so uh, so I, I, I paid uh, to have a video made um, just to kind of explain it. So it, it's pretty cool. It does a good job of just giving a, a quick explanation of what we're all about. And it doesn't take a you know an hour to, to explain it to someone. So, so John, you uh – the group meets once a quarter. So when you go to this meeting, kind of explain what happens when you go to such meeting. Yeah, well, and and Adam's been to all of them, too, so he might want to chime in, too. But basically, you know, pretty informal, very social. Yeah, I mean, there's a networking aspect to it. I mean, I've met some really good people there. I mean, as a matter of fact, I mean, when I first met Adam, he talked about this really clicked with me. Um, and then it does the drawings and the presentations and the vote. Yeah, you know, so there's a social aspect, there's a kindred spirit aspect, and there's a really a true networking aspect that I think just has a lot of, of more potential as it grows. Now, we are recording this on the 7th of December, and you have an, your next meeting coming up uh, December 12th, 2023. You never know when someone will hear a podcast. You have them once a quarter, and they're all listed on your website. But uh, 
tell me when people come, if they come on December 12th, they happen to hear this and they decide to come, explain what, what they're going to experience in that, uh, that meeting. Sure. Um, now, I would say uh, this is going to be the first time that we've changed locations and times. Uh, and uh, typically, we're at Launch Fishers at 7 o'clock. Uh, we usually last an hour. Some people stay over and talk and network and hang out. But I try to make it not a huge commitment uh, for the evening. Um, and so um, at one of our uh, uh, previous meetings, uh, the folks from the club here uh, at Crosspoint, um, where our meeting on the 12th is going to be, uh, they expressed interest in wanting to host it because they have a really nice recreational room. And I said, hey, let's turn it into kind of like a, a nice holiday, get together, be able to use that to tr- promote uh, maybe and get some new people there. And so should be fun. So when they get there, uh, you know, on the 12th, the meeting's from 530 to 7 is what I've got it scheduled for. Uh, they have graciously uh, at the club uh, in Knowledge Services, they're going to buy pizza for everybody. So, uh, and then I always have a, uh, a beer and wine sponsor uh, as well. So we'll have beer and wine, pizza, kind of hang out, get to know each other. Uh, and then we will kick it off with uh, pulling the names out of the hat, hearing the pitches, and then voting on it. And then when we're done, uh, everybody goes back to networking or moves on with their evening and uh, anyway, that's kind of what to expect. And just so people know, we want to thank the club at Cross Point. They provided the facility for us to, to have this podcast. Sort of got it, uh, wanted to do it quickly and get it done quickly because of that December 12th meeting for people who might want to know about that. So, John, going back to kind of the start, I mean, you, as we mentioned before, you have lots of involvement civically and charitably. What drew you to this group? Well, again, I think just the purity of it. I mean, just pure goodness and, and and open and opportunity to meet people and network. And I think I would suggest, again, from afar, right, Adam has run it from the beginning. It's just getting the word out. Like, I have never explained it to anyone uh, that said, well, that's a dumb idea, right? So it, the concept is, is simple. It's smart. And the challenge is people are busy, especially this time of year, kind of getting the word out and kind of getting the rhythm going. And even really from the not-for-profit front, if you think about it, the more that the not-for-profits learn about it as well, they can encourage their board members. You know, those are kind of the people, you know, in that group, the charitable people, the volunteer people, you know, just kind of getting the word out and getting a little bit of a rhythm to it for sure. Now, let me talk about who you support. I'm going to ask later for some examples. But before that, I want to talk about how the qualifications that you put together. I think there are three. First of all, you must be a 501c3 organization under the tax code. I have as a retired tax law specialist. I know what you have to do to get that. It's not an easy thing to do. Lots of hoops you have to go through to get that designation. Uh, you also must be, uh, as a charity, be located in the Fishers area. So it's not like you're, you have to be on one side of the line or the other, just the area of Fishers. But the last thing you talk about is you want the organization to be non-controversial. How do you define that? I don't know that we've had to define that, I guess, yet. I, ca- um, I just included that. I mean, I don't know that we would encounter one that is uh, – just 
I kind of put it in there. I don't know. Just so you never turned anybody down for being controversial. No, no, we've never yeah. turned anybody down. No. Uh, so I don't know. I don't don't put too much focus on that. Okay. Um, okay. And and also, you know, again, the the beauty of um, kind of putting this together, not being an official organization, is we can kind of adjust as we go. And we've had to do that at a couple of meetings where you know we had regional serving charities, not necessarily. Fishers, Noblesville, Carmel, you know, maybe more regional one. Um, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer of, you know, high tide lifts all boats. So even if it's something near Indianapolis or whatnot, if it's in the central Indiana area, you know, uh, I think, um, you know, we like I said, it, no specific rule on that. It's just, you know, we kind of – we'd liked it to be local, you know, so that way we can uh, – uh, you know, promote local charities. But if, if there's, you know, uh, nobody in the hat that drops something in that's a, a charitable organization from Fishers or the area, and it's more of a statewide one, that's okay, too. We'll, we'll hey, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll consider them, too. So. Yeah, because, John, you can be a charity or a charitable organization. And, uh, well, good example, the Red Cross is a worldwide organization, but there's a local component to it. So there could be a charity that may not be headquartered here, but does a lot of work here. You don't want to leave them out. Right. Well, and I guess a, a key line there is, hey, if you can get somebody there to talk about it <laughs> or you have somebody in Fishers that, that loves it, uh, you know, then, then come on. And, you know, one thing I think to note just on the location. So we're at the club at Cross Point, which is incredible, beautiful place. And they're just very generous with this space. And then some might refer to this building as knowledge services and then the one to final clarify if they don't know the first two is the former marsh headquarters everybody in the fishers area knows where this is yeah. they just may have a different name and and i think for for tuesday night for people that have not been here uh i mean that's that's worth the price of admission right there just to experience it and i've had the the privilege of being here multiple times uh, we had a 50 club event here uh, they did a great Veterans Day, twenty twenty two. I think, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. was great. I think there there was a Black History Month event in the theater here, so it's really a, I think a great fit. And, I, and hats off to Adam and and the folks here at the club, right, for working together because it's just a perfect fit. In fact, that uh, theater was originally put in by Don Marsh as part of this, but now it's part of uh, the club. And by by the way, if you drive down the interstate, the knowledge services is very easy to see. But uh, you don't necessarily see it if you're coming in through Cross Point. It's yeah. so, but anyway, GPS saved me to get here. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> My wife said I could get lost in a phone booth if we had phone booths <laughs> anymore, right. which we don't. Okay, uh, here's Adam. I wanted to give you a chance to explain uh, some of the charities that you've already supported in the short time you've had the organization. Sure. Yeah. Um, love to do that. I, I, one thing I wanted to mention that I thought about while we were talking here was I've had a couple of charities reach out just on email or, you know, I've been trying to be good about putting out press releases about, you know, different monumental, you know, uh, goals that we've had or next meetings or the results of the meetings. But I've had some charities reach out and just say, hey, I love what you're doing. Here's our charity. Throw it in the hat. Well, and I and I struggle to explain to them, well, I'd love for your folks to be involved, you know, get some of your friends and network to get involved and then come and pitch your charity. And the more people you bring, well, the more votes you can get too, (laughs) I guess. But uh, um, so trying to uh, make sure that message is clear about, um, you know, 
don't just email us a name of a charity and expect us to throw it in the hat. You know, like we're, we want involvement. And, and like John said earlier, you know, the network's part of it too. And you never know how that would grow your charity as well by, by becoming involved with the group, not just, you know, passing the name of the charity. So, so some want, examples, please, of some of the charities that you have already supported. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, so, not, not the ones that emailed you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. These are the yeah. ones you actually – these are the ones yeah, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And on your website, great because you, you have on your website yeah, pictures of – yeah, so we try to uh, after after the winter, uh, and we know what the funds total, uh, and we can get into that later about how that works on the online giving. It, it's kind of like a an escrow kind of for holding until I tell it who won. But um, uh, so I would say um, uh, an example would be one like a kid again. Uh, that organization, I think they received $3,200. They didn't expect it. They had no idea it was coming. We get to call them and say, hey, look, you were pitched last night by somebody that knows your organization, and you were the winner of the $3,200. I mean, they were mind-blown, right? And so um, that is what it's all about. That is super cool. And uh, But a kid, again, what they do is they, they allow kids that uh, have uh, – disabilities and stuff not to do like a, a wish um, make a wish foundation where you get like one trip of a lifetime this is something where a kid again can take can do multiple things on maybe it's once a month or once a quarter they get to go experience things and just be a true kid amongst others maybe with similar situations so that was a really rewarding one uh, to give to but again I had never heard of that myself mm-hmm. until one of our members that was at, the, at our meeting pitched it and so that was really neat um uh, the Cooper House in Noblesville, they're doing really cool things up there. Again, another one I'd never heard of. Uh, they were a recipient, I think, 4,400. That was our highest one to date. Um, and then Cami's Cause uh, is a uh, 3P- minus chromosomal uh, organization. We heard about that one. Again, another one I'd never heard of before. So, it, I mean, I'd like to say that I, I – pay attention to, to things and, and learning of charities that I've never heard of before has just really blown me away. Um, anyway, so there's been several others, uh, Young Life of Hamilton Southeastern, you know, they kind of do mentorship programs uh, and, and really relationship with kids. They, they were a recipient. Um, and uh, uh, and then the, the latest one of our September meeting, which I've not delivered our little promotional check to them to, as you may see on our website, we do a little picture with promotional check. I haven't been able to get a link up with them. And so they're going to come to our meeting uh, next week and they're going to give a little five minute pitch about what they did with those funds or what they're going to do with those funds. And, um, and so that, that's kind of a neat aspect, but that was the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, uh, the Indiana chapter. So they're the recipient of the, the September funds. So, you know, John, one thing that I impressed me when I was looking at that uh, that listing is that excuse me, <clears throat> the club really doesn't differentiate between secular and religious based charities. You take them both on, either one. It's uh, it, there's no difference. You're really looking at the job that they do. Yep, and I think that's important. And I kind of applaud Adam for setting it up that way. There's lots of different groups doing good work. Um, you know, and I think for this month, this month only, I think anyone that comes will get a brick for good. Oh, yeah. For those that uh, <laughs> that knows what that is, but but it does make me think, Larry, that you know there was the not nonprofit coalition, and uh, when we were working on the old bricks, I had a real eye opener. I would have told you, yeah, I could probably name most of the the Fishers area not for profits. That's just not true, right? Between uh, the Century Club. 
you know, between that coalition and trying to market those bricks, there's just a lot of various size organizations doing really, really important, some of it very niche work that you wouldn't think of. So it kind of fits in with the whole entrepreneurial spirit. And I think the Century Club really kind of helping support that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, And just, well, and you can't uh, just email your suggestions. However, for those that Tuesday the 12th just doesn't work, right? It's the holidays. You can still donate um, without being present. Well, let's talk about that because you've already mentioned it, Adam. You're we- just give us your website sure. again. Yeah, fisherscenturyclub.com. And you can use you can probably use a search engine and find it. That's how Absolutely. I found it. Yep. But that's the exact address if you want to get it that way. So if somebody wants to donate, and this is interesting as a banker, you know this, John. There's a difference between a bank account and an escrow account. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to donate, it goes into the to the escrow account, which uh, once you choose the charity, it goes there. Explain how donating online works at that website. Yeah, and we've actually got about, to be honest, about two-thirds of our contributors utilize the, the online uh, one, even if they're present or not. Uh, not a lot of people are using paper checks anymore, as you would contest, John, right, being a banker. <laughs> right. But, um, but uh, so we get some folks that show up with a check that's just ready to be written out to who wins. And then and then if you go on our website, you can go to uh, Contribute Online, and it takes you to a Grapevine account. Uh, Grapevine is a third-party uh, software company, basically, that um, they, they, they will run the credit card or whatever, and they will hold those funds – sitting there in the Fisher Century Club account, if you will, even though we don't have a true account. And as soon as I upload the W-9 to the, the 501c3 that we're going to support, as soon as I upload that, and a lot of times I actually already have it in their system, and I'll select it, uh, then they send the check directly. So it's pretty cool um, how it works. And so, again, we don't have to touch any money. We don't have to go through all that <laughs> paperwork or that 501c3 you mentioned before. Uh, so... It's really neat. So it's either a hard check or online, and it sits there. And uh, and then some people just put on auto deduct, so that way every quarter they're doing their hundred bucks, whether they can make it to the meeting or not. So I want to ask each of you this because I know this is uh, part of what you do as a community event and trying to support local nonprofits. So just tell me what your day. I know what John's day job is, but I'll let you plug that, and then I'll ask Adam the same thing. John, know your day job. Yeah, so my day job, I'm the chief lending officer for Citizen State Bank uh, based here. I'm, I'm, my office is in the Nickel Plate District of Fishers and family-owned community bank, just very community-oriented. And it's uh, headquartered in Newcastle. Yes, but sir. you've had that office in uh, Fishers, I think, really since that building was constructed. It's been a while, yeah, six, yeah. seven years probably. So, Adam, uh, your full-time job. Yeah, I've just got my own little small firm. Uh, I do business development and governmental affairs consulting. So I've got uh, a few clients that uh, keeps me busy. Okay. So you both have a way of making a living, not with this. This is what you do to, to, to support the community. Well, I've tried to ask uh, several questions. We're about uh, out of time, believe it or not. So I want to give each of you a chance to just say something about uh, the Century Club I didn't think to ask or that you want to emphasize. And, John, I'll ask you to start then. Well, well again, I think you know this is Adam's – brainchild. And quite frankly, there are, I would say, much more deserving Century Club members than me to to join in here. I'm I'm honored to do it. Frankly, I think it's because I was available. (laughs) 
But and Adam may mention some of them or not. But I think the beauty of it is the purity, the simplicity. It's just nothing but good. Again, I think part of that non-controversy and not looking for trouble, no political statements. It's just organizations doing good work, uh, people that want to support that good work. Let's try to get them together and get to know each other and, and learn about other ways to support the, the community that we love here in Fishers. Adam, uh, your final comment. Yeah, I think uh, – uh, I think the network part of this has been a little more than I thought, but to be honest. I, it, that's been a nice surprise to me, and I've met some uh, really good people that I didn't know prior that I now would consider them friends. And, uh, and so just growing the network in the community of guys that kind of a new way of meeting some new friends that I, I didn't expect that to be uh, as much as it's been. So that's been a really cool, rewarding part to, to, for me to – to your, see. your biggest surprise was the finding new friends. I guess, yeah. Maybe I didn't have any before. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I doubt that's uh, the case. But uh, no, I mean, it, that's been a nice surprise that I, I thought we'd be, you know, supporting charities, but I didn't realize it would be also, you know, uh, a nice personal benefit, too, to meet some more people. So, Well, uh, I just heard Andy Kalick. Uh, he is the founder of the Fisher Century Club. Even though he's lifted, listed as executive director, he says he's really the, the lead volunteer in this group, <laughs> and that would be a more accurate statement. Uh, John DeLucia, you've uh, been involved in this uh, club, as you have with many other community events. Good luck with your upcoming uh, term on the city council, and uh, thanks for uh, both to both of you for joining me today. Larry, thanks so much for having us, and uh, and really appreciate you um, considering the Fisher Century Club when, when you have a lot of things to talk about, uh, considering us to do that is really appreciated. So. Yeah, thank you so much, Larry. And I, I think, again, the biggest challenge is just getting the word out. I think this will really help with that. So thank you. Fisher Century Club, thank you for your time.